debaters. My name is Dave Giorvari, and I'd like to welcome you to the ninth episode of Talking Debate, the podcast for public speakers. This episode's guest is Sabo Esferes, a great friend of mine and an even better third speaker. Welcome to our show, Sabi. Thank you, Dave. It's an honor to be here. Well, the main reason I invited you is to uh, for you to tell about one of the main positions at World Schools Format, the one you became specialized in in the last half a year. It is the third speaker, if the listeners uh, don't know yet. Uh, it is a really unique role with really unique skill sets and um, different challenges that one has to face um, when considering uh, which roles to choose at the, the start of their debating career. Um, tell me, please just tell me the idea of the third speaker, how it works, or just what they can't or can't do. Okay, so unlike the two speakers before the third speaker, the third speaker doesn't bring in any new material. Rather, they, uh, in a structured way, organize, show, and just uh, summarize the flow of the debate that has happened. And they try to show uh, to the judge that their team is the one that was right, that they've had the better points. Uh, and were technically better, rebutted better, and build their arguments in a more sufficient and understandable way. Okay, so um, what are the things that a third speaker can't do? So uh, the third speaker, as I have just touched upon, cannot bring in any new material. They cannot bring in a new argument. However, they can elaborate on anything that has been brought up uh, by the first or the second speaker. So uh, it is some. It is very common that the first or the second speaker just barely introduces a point, uh, maybe gives an example, and the third speaker will elaborate on that and and give it more analysis uh, to make it um, stick with the judge and the audience. Well, um, that was a great introduction. Um, to listeners, I just have to tell about an, an anecdote of uh, Zagreb's debate competition of VHO, uh, of how bad I was at third speech. It totally has a, a different skill set. Um, even though we won our uh, one debate when I was the third speaker of our team, um, I received really low uh, speaker points because it's something a of a totally different perspective that you have to do. Because, for example, you have to flow, you have to uh, know what has been said, and more, it's always a somewhat improvised speech. It can never be truly script, be tr- scripted as something I really like. So um, it is really important to for each team to have a good third speaker. And that is why I invited Sabian uh, to really talk about this role. And uh, maybe if someone new to debate is listening, maybe uh, he or she will get the advantage of uh, knowing one of the positions and I would like to ask you that what was your first time in that position and what made you like it and stick with it? Okay, so uh, I didn't start um, debating as a third speaker. I hopped around uh, giving first and second speeches for a good few months uh, in the beginning of my debating experience. And it was after uh, the former tournament manager Effie had a keynote presentation about uh, the role of the third speech that I became interested and I had my first debate uh, after that as a third speaker and I really enjoyed the role. 
I thought that it fits my skills uh, way better than the other two. And even the feedback I got afterwards was really positive and, and inspired and motivated me uh, to pursue this role more seriously and to maybe stick with it. Okay. Um, what skills, like core skills of, of a debating or, or just a debater, do you need to have emphasized as a third speaker? So how do the rhetorics go? How um, or what are the main skills that you need to have before you hop into? Okay, so I think that um, so a third speaker doesn't prepare in the same way that a first second speaker does. We cannot write, uh, as opposed to a first speaker, a full speech uh, cannot really be, uh, prepare with rebuttals as a second speaker would. Rather, we have to listen uh, to the debate, take notes, and then from our notes construct a speech. So it's really an on-the-spot um work and, and the skills required are to listen very closely, uh, to be able to find the core of an argument or idea, and, and then uh, to compare and contrast the two sides and from that uh, arrive at a conclusion that can be a good speech for a third speaker. So I think that just you have to be really quick uh, in decision making and, and just have to listen and write a lot during the debate. And that's something that resonated resonated with you at the beginning. Yes, Or... uh, in, interestingly, it did. I'm usually not a very organized uh, person just outside of debating. However, the, the very structured nature of the third speech um, somehow was very much appealing to me and that's that's how I stuck uh, I got stuck with this position and have been really enjoying it ever since that's great well you are a great third speaker but uh, what I think uh, you're still missing in the ret rhetorics department is a bit of range um, what do you think that um, in your rhetorics, in your skill set, what are the uh, strong suits of you as a debater of, or just a third speaker in general? All right, so I think that the answer to that would be uh, structure and consistency. Um, so I think that in my speeches, I can most of the time manage to keep a good structure of the clash points of the debate and can show uh, the differences and show how our team uh, succeeded in a, in a well-structured way. And, and also, uh, that is kind of contrasted to what you've said about range. My, my speeches are rather consistent, both in their manner and, and in their structure and style. And I think that that gave me a comfort, which I really liked to not have to improvise uh, the style aspect as the content is, is very much uh, made up on the go. But I, I do think that I could improve on what you've mentioned. So to, to step out of, of this comfort, which I have settled into with the consistency of the third speaker. Yeah, but just some motivation to you. Um, so like when you actually go out of your way and step out to the more range, more rhetoric direction, which uh, takes a bit more into consideration of how impactful your speech is to the judge, not on a content level, but on the way you hand, handle it or deliver it. I think, um, for example, when I showed you the red coin, that you have to be angry, um, you always delivered. 
So that is one thing you have to remember is that um, it is really important to have a good style or good rhetorics, which you already have, but just a bit more uh, range. That is what I can say. Is yeah, I really totally great. agree with that. I think that there are uh, many good ways to practice that, and we've started exploring those in the coachings. So I think that as time progresses, that will be something that improves in my style of debating. Okay, so um, going on to role models, do you have any debating role model in general? This can be any public speaker, any historical figure, even a Laika, anyone? Um, well, that is a good question. I don't think that I'd, I could point uh, to anyone as a like a direct role model. I, there are many, many influences, um, mostly from within uh, the society, as they are the people that I hear the most. Um, and I think that from from hearing and, and putting the best elements of each speaker I hear together, I could just come up with the best thing that would suit me and my style. So I couldn't point to one person as, as a debate inspiration or public speaking inspiration. So that's that's actually a good answer. Um, but going back to the rule, going back to the one of the top main topics of this podcast, um, who do you think is the best third speaker you have ever encountered and why? Okay, so for this question, I'd had to refer back to the aforementioned WHO tournament that we've attended, and I would pick the third speaker for Team Singapore, uh, who came out victorious at the end of the tournament. Their third speaker really presented uh, the contents of the debate in a captivating style, and I think that we have discussed this afterwards, that Everything he said, we were just nodding our heads to. Like, we couldn't even consider what the other team was saying because he was so convincing. He was. Um, so I, I would say that that was the most um, inspiring and, and the best third speech I've heard in my short debate career. Yes, his name was Barat. He, he actually was a really, really great debater. But that whole team was so patent. Like, every Absolutely. role... So like were magnificent. The second speaker, Gareth, or even Andrew, the first one, who is my role model as a as a main third spe- first speaker. That team was something to be looked up on. Absolutely. Even yeah. though they ran a, a strawman argument throughout, so their content was still something that could have been combated. But their way of presentation, their uh, charismatics, and their just their their uh, general rhetorics was something that couldn't have been beaten even by a U.S. national team. So Yeah, I have to agree with you there. They were just absolutely amazing uh, in in the aspect of style and delivery. And even in content, they were good. Of course, there were something, as you mentioned, that were lacking, but it was so well protected by this shield of style and, and of charm that they could sure, that's that's a good word. that's a good world mm, well going back to a question of um being a team sport or being an individual sport uh by this i mean debating well 
if someone is a f first and reply or second and main reply speaker, we can say that uh, they can win a match by themselves. They can carry the team if they are that good at presenting arguments, that good at the replies, so good at advocating. Do you think a third speaker can have this much of an impact? Um, no, I, I do not think uh, that that a, th a third speaker can alone have as a first or second speaker. However, I do think that in a team um, with, with a, a good first and second speaker, they can add such such an aspect to the debate that can actually determine it. Um, so in different situations, uh, they can absolutely be the person who just push uh, the, the debate uh, to the side of their team. However, as, as with the rules of them not bringing in any new material, they really heavily have to rely on what has been said before. So uh, there is this uh, aspect of trust in the first and second speaker, because if they don't deliver, the third speaker is one in a really awkward position uh, when they have to defend not that well-constructed points against another team and, and trying to show how they are better. And that also just lowers the chances of winning uh, significantly. So I think that in a situation, so a third speaker cannot alone carry a team. However, with, with uh, good first and second speakers, they can be uh, the person to decide the debate. Okay, so it's heavily reliant, heavily Absolutely. team reliant. Yes. Uh, that's one thing I saw at myself. But um, moving on to a new topic for the last six or seven minutes, um, it is about public speaking. It is talking debate still, but um, please tell me about your presidential campaign for MUN. Okay, so... For the listeners who don't know, uh, alongside debating, I also the MES Society milestone, and I am currently running for the position of vice president in the society, and this is what the question referred to. Um, and the campaign, it is relatively quiet as we have no competition, but we still try to make it interesting. Um, but I think that this connection that you drew or or just set up between debating and MUN is very interesting. And as a third speaker, I'd like to say that the the aspect or or the skill to improvise, I think, feeds off uh, of each other in in MUN and debating. As an experienced delegate, you also know that in MUN it's way more just on the spot, and and you cannot really prepare for a speech in the same way that you can in debating. And I think that that is really similar to the position of the third speaker. So I think doing MUN while being a third speaker is 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 mutually beneficial for for both um, means of of uh, or both uh, activities. It actually is. Um, well, as someone who um who encountered you at the really beginning of both your debating and uh, MEN career, um, I can see how much uh, one has improved. Um, 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say um, that I consider you my Amian protege, uh, just because, just because uh, we won uh, Oxford Global OPEC together, which was one hell of a ride, if I must say. Champions of breakfast. Wait, <laughs> that's <laughs> breakfast of champions. Right. Yeah, breakfast of champions, and the whole lot of preparation we did. And actually, we haven't missed a deadline. So, I mean, yeah. MUN spectacular teamwork gave us gave us discipline. We have to give them that. Absolutely, we got I think that 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 can be transferred uh, to debating as well. Uh, the preparation, the to set deadlines for oneself in in the case of a tournament or competition, in order not to get lost um, in in. A competition being possibly further away and in the amount of time that there is because i think that setting deadlines is really important in order to motivate yourself to complete tasks and with with uh, the soccer debating tournament i think that that was evident that setting uh deadlines for ourselves was beneficial when i'm preparing for for the given motions it, it actually was it actually was um well, going back to MUN, um, what is um, your main, what is going to be the Bodon, Veresh, Nikolov's administration's main goal this year? Okay, so we plan to recruit. Uh, I think that that is not a surprising element of a new presidency. Um, and we also th- uh, we would we would also like uh, to reform the the delegate training when delegates register for a conference and are selected. Uh, we would like to lay more emphasis on their preparation uh, alongside the regular sessions, and I think uh, that handling it in a way similar to how we did it when preparing for Oxford uh, could be an adequate solution. Um, and we would also. Uh, like to participate and send a delegation to Imsmun, a conference in Switzerland. Um, so yeah, there are some plans in the making which we'd like to execute. Um, yeah. And with all this organizational stuff, all this uh, administrative task that comes with being a vice president, it's one of the most um, gruesome, most grant work requiring um, roles to fail, um, will you be able to continue your flourishing in debate and as a delegate in MUN, or uh, will you get behind the scenes to focus on uh, running the secretary or the administration? No, 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 I don't think that those uh, things would counter each other in any way. Uh, I do know that this position will require some additional which was not there before. However, uh, the president and secretary candidates are wonderful. And I feel like if I were to be in any trouble um, with, with uh, load management, with uh, debating and them, you and they would help. However, in, in the normal scenario, I believe that I can handle all of these tasks. Well, uh, seeing us prepare for Oxford Global, I think you'll be able to ha- handle tasks coming at your way, even though you ha- uh, you basically try to maintain this person and 
uh, I'm gonna do some rat peel to the audience, even though um, you try to play off yourself as somewhat of an unorganized guy, someone who is rather a bit lazy. You are not. Ladies and gentlemen, Verek Szabolcs isn't a lazy guy. He is hardworking, he has discipline, and he just needs the right guidance. That those are really kind words to hear, thank you. And I think that that guidance could uh, hopefully uh, be maintained in this next period, uh, both in MUN and debating. I hope so too. To snap out of this character of laziness and nonchalant being. Nonchalant being, I like that word. Um, well, on that note, uh, I would like to end the podcast. It was really fun having you around. Um, bringing Thank some you new... for having me. It was great being here. I, I like this discussion and I hope that the uh, general audience did as well. Um, this was Talking Debate with Dave Gyorvári and Szabol Sveres in this episode and stay tuned for the next one. Goodbye.